Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. This podcast is dedicated to the aspiring writer or artist and will provide inspiration and tips from top professionals in the field along with contest winners and a few surprise guests. Today, I'm really excited to have back with us Wolf Moon. Wolf was a, a winner in Volume 35 with his surprise story, Super Duper Moon Girl and the Amazing Moon Doddler. And we're going to have him, when, he, when I finally let him say hello, uh, talk a bit about how he came up on, upon that. He's also been the main person curating and tending to the Writers of the Future Forum. And that's why I really wanted to invite him to talk about that. We're obviously going to talk about his career in the last year since um, we last spoke. But we're also going to address the, uh, the Writers of the Future Forum and what it provides and what it has provided and what you can look forward to achieving if you participate in that. So welcome, Wolf Moon. Thank you so much for having me, John. It's always my pleasure to be here. Yeah, so, man, there's so many things I want to be able to ask you, so I got to stay focused, stay focused. So the first thing to disperse everything is, so how's it been going the last year? Well, it's been going <laughs> good, but I was going to ask you a question first. Sure. No one's going to interview you. I did not. <laughs> so, I did not indeed. All right, so this is not set up at all. Um, your podcast is amazing. You're at, what, 104 different episodes now? Yes. And... I listen to that podcast, and I get to hear from the very best in the industry, not just the best writers, but the best in different publishing venues, uh, uh, the best in book publishers, their editors and publishers come on. And it really is an asset to writers, plus winners tell you how they won. So I want to commend you guys for starting that. It's been a little, maybe a year now. I don't know quite when yeah. you started it, but it's been recent. And uh, and I wanted to ask you what's happened since you started. I know that there have been some awards in your path and some mm -hmm. uh, syndication. Tell me about that. Sure. Well, the actual podcast itself started last April, and it was following the release of Rise of the Future 35. You're one of the very first ones who was um, posted as a, as an interview way back April and May of 2019. So it's been going on now for just over a year and a half, and we've. Like you said, we just uploaded episode number 104. We do one a week. And the, um, the thing about it is we've been holding true to the, the actual, I guess, the, the direction provided by, by Mr. Hubbard when he created the Rise of Future Contest back in 83, which is to provide a means for aspiring writer for their works to be seen and acknowledged. And it was expanded five years after that launch to include artists as well, so that's so it provides a means for aspiring writer and artists to have their work seen and acknowledged. And as podcasts were becoming more and more of, of a viable means of getting one's message out and controlling the, the dialogue on it so that you really can get... See, I've had people go on to other radio shows. I've, we do a lot of radio media and TV media when we're not locked down and print media, which you've experienced yourself. The problem is, is that the, the show host controls the vertical and the horizontal. So even though I can get somebody on there, I don't necessarily get all the the tools that are applicable for an aspiring writer or artist to improve their craft. So when we started this podcast, the same guests that we had on these other radio shows, but now they're my guests and I can have them talk about themselves, talk about their careers, how they how they went. Some people, you know, starting as a second career, some people started and failed and started again. It's just, there's all types of amazing stories. And like you said, we've got the publisher of Tor, the publisher of Bain, several, you know, international best-selling authors. 
And what happened, which was a big significant, for me, a, a big significant uh, recognition that we had something going was when we were nominated for the podcast awards, the people's choice. And um, we actually made the finals for that. And that's with 50,000 people voting. And that's so- That's a big deal to be a finalist with 50,000 yeah, people in it. It was a serious deal. And so- yeah. um, so we were recognized, and so as a finalist, we're we're award-winning podcast because of that. We didn't get the the first place, but we got a, we get a finalist trophy. Awesome! And yeah, so that's very awesome. And based upon the success of that being talked about in, an, in, in a radio interview I was doing once, um, a guy named Joe Montaldo, a, a friend who I've known since uh, 2016, when we released re-released Battlefield Earth, and we had just a, a really good time. We got to be good friends and he was very interested in writers of the future. So we were talking about it and he said, that's fascinating. He was totally excited to hear about the writers of the future because it, he, he said, I've checked it out. It's totally legit. You know, there's no, you know, it, there's, there's no backstory. There's no anything on it. It's all strictly on the up and up. You know, if somebody enters, um, it's strictly by merit that they're going to win. There's no, um, fee that they have to pay. They maintain all their rights. It's, it's, uh, the judging is done by the best of the best. And so when he checked it out and had some of his friends on, no, yep, they're totally legit. You know, then he said, I want to, I want to put you on my, uh, my network, United Public Radio Network. So he started syndicating us about a month ago and our shows went from an average of maybe an average of like 500 listens now they're getting about 150,000 listens to each show that comes out. Yeah, and that's it's, incredible. it's all over the world. So it's, it's so exciting because so many more people are now finding out about the um, Rise of Future program that was created by Mr. Hubbard and that's available to everybody. And the Illustrators of the Future program because we've had a lot of uh, amazing artists also as our guests. So anyway, that's my answer to your question. Congratulations. That's a really big deal. And, and to have that wide of a listener group is really a, a big step forward but it's because you put out a good podcast and you ask the right questions so you get people this is flavored towards aspiring writers that's what it's all about yeah so that's what makes the interviews unique for aspiring writers this can really help them figure things out and understand the industry so thank you for doing it it's a very great public service well you're very welcome and thank you for uh, that recognition yeah i'm Happy to happy to enjoy it. Okay, good. So that being in accord, we shall proceed. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing <laughs> attending a wedding here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you asked about my history. Yeah. Um, what I've been doing in the last year. Yeah. So um, so there's been been nice things that have been happening. Um, actually, I wanted to talk to your listeners about income stream. So everybody that's an aspiring writer normally wants to become a professional writer because if you work at something you love, you're never working, you know? And uh, that's the objective is how can you do work that pays you for what you love to do? So, and I love writing and I love narrating and, and the voiceover. And so the more I can work in that, the happier I am. And the trick is you gotta make money to stay alive and keep doing the things you love until you get what I call an inversion where lakes in the winter flip over and the cold water goes to the top, warm water goes underneath. And that's kind of with writing, how do you how do you get that inversion to happen? And you build up over time through many different income streams a way that all of a sudden it flips and most of your 
money's coming from writing instead of your other things to support your writing. So, so income stream, varied income stream flowing in makes one big river. And when one dries up, another one's coming in. So the river never dries up. So, so I wanted to encourage people about that. And I was going to tell you, that's been my goal ever since I won Writers of the Future is how do I get that income stream uh, varied and always flowing. So, so let's see in 2020, what did I do towards that? Well, uh, I'm podcast director at Future Science Fiction Digest, a pro magazine. And Jeff Wheeler heard my work there. He also had published one of my stories in his magazine. And he had a book that he was producing, his own autobiography, uh, Your Your First Million Words. And he's a top 47 North publisher, Wall Street Journal bestselling author. And uh, he went to my editor and listened to some of my podcasts and asked about me and found out what he needed to know and asked me to produce his audiobook for Audible. So so I had a big job with Jeff Wheeler that uh, back in January on that and that was a first step for me into a bigger realm about I've done, you know, podcasts for people but I haven't produced an audiobook before. So there was a professional audiobook I did and again that adds to the income stream. Absolutely, that's great. Yeah, so that that's was just nice. January. Yeah, <laughs> I know we got to get we got to keep this under an hour. Uh, well, then David Farland he had noted that many from my writing super secrets writing workshop and through my freelance editing were winning awards and getting published for the first time. In fact, uh, four of them will be at the Writers of the Future Gala for volumes thirty six and thirty seven. So, considering that this is the uh, most important award for writers that are aspiring to create professional fiction. That's a pretty big deal. And so he interviewed me on his Apex Writers. And uh, all of a sudden I had tons, and he, he, he does novels, he doesn't do short stories, but I do short stories editing. And so all of a sudden I had tons of people from his group asking me to edit their stories in my freelance editing business. So that's gone on all year. Uh, the trick is buying out time from that so I can now, you know, keep working on my own writing. <laughs> so, But I'm happy I'm helping other writers achieve their goals. And that also gives you joy. And it's another way I stay in the industry, keep an income stream going. So there's there's variety there. Then another thing, Scott Noel, which you just interviewed, I, he's yep. one of the most recent interviews. He runs Dreamforge magazine, and he was a winner in Writers of the Future. And he did a writing contest. I placed uh, second in his writing contest for positive, uh, positive future writing. And uh, then he started a new imprint, which he announced on your program, which is Dreamforge Anvil. And uh, actually, it's fourteen ninety nine to be a part of that to the end of the year. So if people were thinking of that, it's a great time to join. For sure. But anyway, I, I heard your podcast. So I signed up for his new venture <laughs> and uh, he wrote back to me and said, thank you, Moon. And, and because he knew me, um, he said, hey, would you like to write a story for it? So I got a level up moment from that. Just listen to your podcast. I didn't know he was starting this new venture and I've never been actually commissioned by an editor to write something for their publication before. So for me, that's a level up moment. I know it happens for very famous writers, but I have, I had not hit that level yet. So, so there was one of those ka-ching, you know, it kind of like uh, in a video game where all of a sudden you reach that new level and the heavens open up, the angels sing and you get this, 
plus 20 sort of, of uh, creativity or something, you know? So, yeah. So I was, so I was, I was really happy about that. And it was because I listened to your podcast that, that that all came together. So well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Let you know that. Thank you. No, you're welcome. And then, uh, FireCon, um, I met Don Ray and Jenna, who are the founders of that at the writers of the future workshop. Yeah. And, uh, we, we just chatted there. You make friends, you guys bring in the best people in the industry and people don't realize you make great connections there that can serve you well in the future. Um, and, and that's why you do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, right. So, so I got to be friends with Don Ray and Jenna. Well, they were watching all the people winning writers of the future, becoming finalists and writers of the future from my workshop. And so they invited me to teach for their FireCon convention and uh, firelight online programs that they do and all of my workshops i did sold out in fact we had over capacity at one and had to reschedule people or else expand the workshops to put them in uh, so that went on throughout the year so i had to prepare workshops and then teach online workshops but it was just amazing so here i was again working in the industry doing something i love and getting paid for it so so all these things keep flowing in. This is that river I talk about. You have many streams that flow in to make a river. Right. When one isn't going, another one is flowing in. And that's that's how you stay afloat and keep your boat floating. So I, I, I really recommend to people to just keep finding any way you can to do something in the industry. Even, even if you're reading slush, you never know what opens up from those contacts for various magazines and publishers, but make those connections. It's really important. And um, so that was, that was those things. There's more. Um, that's just amazing. I, that's, that's, you know, you hear the various horror stories of 2020. And then I talked to writers and a lot of the people are connected with writers of future, the judges and winners. And you just see that people are, you know, they're taking what they've learned and they're applying it and they're really going for, you know, taking the next level as, as an author or as an artist. Cause a lot of artists are, are finding themselves a lot of work too, where certain like the convention circuits closed down, other things opened up for them. So I've had a lot of artists who have talked about how they've been, they are so busy. They're like booked out for a year plus into the future. They can't do stuff because they're so busy with commissions now. So if you have your fingers or if you have your eyes pointed in multiple directions, not just lo locked and loaded on one thing that I do, then you stand to do very, very well. And somebody's really, I guess, steeped in that in that philosophy of like things can go. You can be a professional can succeed under any um, circumstance. You can totally succeed. Yeah, and that's people are being creative and how to continue on in spite of lockdowns. Yeah. And so all the Zoom things happened. And so all of a sudden you have the ability to teach right out of your own home, you know? Yeah. Um, just, you have to think creatively and you have to be willing to say, yeah, I'll do that. I can do that. And uh, it, it's been amazingly successful. I'm, I'm really been happy with so much so that that'll be a big feature I'll be doing in 2021. And I think, I think not just me, I think many people are reevaluating how they can do what they do in different ways and different venues. So, so uh, it's not all bad. There's some good things. If you're looking for the silver lining, there are silver linings out there too. There absolutely are. And unfortunately, you know, and I'll just 
I'll get off the soapbox in 30 seconds here. But unfortunately, <laughs> the media specializes in fomenting upset and in tribulation and um, how bad it all is. And there's a lot of good stuff happening. A lot of people are doing some really good things to help. And unfortunately, the media doesn't consider that to be newsworthy, and so you don't hear about it. So that's what's really good also about this, for example, such things as this podcast. People get to find out there are good things that are happening. There are good people that are helping other people out. Our Rise of the Future online uh, workshop um, that we launched um, just as the pandemic hit, we've got about 5,000 people taking that course from 107 countries. It's just, it's amazing what people are able to do and continue to expand and appeal to creativity, not to the doom and gloom that the media so want to, um, to project. Yeah, and that's why it's good to have media that is positive, uplifting, and also uh, stories that are positive and uplifting. Sure. Uh, which the Writers of the Future volumes actually have many stories like that. That yeah. You know, they, they might, I mean, you have to have problems. That's how stories and plots work. But when people triumph, it, it reminds us that even though we face problems in our own lives, um, the human spirit can always triumph. And... Uh, that's what I that's what I love about the volumes. That's what I love about the podcast. It talks about the triumphs of people. We hear about the things they faced yeah. and how they overcame. And as we listen to that, we can realize, well, they're just people like us that are now in that spot we would like to be one day. And and we hear how they got there. It wasn't easy for them either. So I always like to tell people in my workshop, every famous writer you know had to get past that first sending out that first story and dealing with the first rejection. They all started just like you. Um, the difference is they kept going. <laughs> so yeah. that's what we all have to do is say, I'm going to keep going no matter what. That's and right. It makes all the difference. That perseverance is intrepid perseverance is actually what makes professional writers. You have to have that. You have to find a way to get that. So, so listening to programs like what you produce, that's why I wanted to ask about that in the beginning is it's so important for people to fill yourself with that positive energy because that positive energy helps you to get wind in your sails to go do positive things. That's right. And that's one thing that's been really good about the Writers of the Future online course where we got the 13 different uh, video interviews with uh, Orson Scott Card, who is the author of Ender's Game, and Tim Powers, who many, many amazing novels, but the one that people are probably most familiar with is... Um, on Stranger Tides, which was made into the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and then awesome. Dave Farland with his uh, Rune Lord series, and he's the coordinating judge too. And then that course also has 10 essays from uh, Elrond Hubbard and then an essay also from Algis Budras, the original coordinating judge. And so that's, I think when we first, one of my first podcasts this year in the beginning of 2020 was with you talking about the online workshop, or it was an interview we did um, yeah, Emily said I was the first one through it, so yeah. I was happy happy to be your first guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. You were you were one of the ones that did the pilot for that course, and I guess it was just a, a regular interview. It wasn't a podcast, so I would like to address that a bit, too. We were talking about in the preliminary to this uh, interview here just about um, the online uh, course and what it's done to the entries and the level of of storytelling that Dave uh, Farland told you about. Yeah. So, well, people don't understand that online course, those same three instructors were our same three instructors at the writers of the future workshop for a week. They are the best in the industry. Um, 
each one of them have have some of the most amazing novels ever written and it, it it's just nice if you can't get to writers of the future and get that course which would be the ultimate it's a free course if you win you get a free course online with the same guys telling you exactly what you need to do to write a story that will be professional enough to win the contest or to sell elsewhere. It's, the important thing is to, to keep improving our writing so we get to that professional level, so our words sell, so that people will read them from whoever is publishing them. And of course, Writers of the Future is such a great venue because it's an international best-selling book. So, so you want to get in that if you can. Um, but the other thing, in I learned things in that workshop that were really important. Um, I loved Orson Scott Card. Scott Card is what he calls himself. I love Scott Card saying a story is about someone who wants something and someone else is trying to keep it from them. And if you can just remember that in your writing and focus on that, uh, you can write really good stories. And, you know, just simple words like that in that workshop from boiled down from the best in the industry can really change your writing. So um, there are a couple of key, and we didn't rehearse any of this, but, but I remember a couple of key things that I enjoyed. One was uh, L. Ron Hubbard's article about art. What is art? That's very important to me that I'm not just writing stories that sell, but I'm creating art that will move people and that will be remembered, not just, just after the read, but for weeks, months, and years to come. Uh, that article is excellent. And there's also one on the Manuscript Factory. And I think it's very hard for aspiring writers to recognize that a story is a product. And you have to produce a lot of product, uh, to, both to improve the product and to have enough that you can offer it to sell and keep it rotating so that something will sell. So his article about the Manuscript Factory, and that's what we really are as writers, um, is very it was a very important article so I, I appreciate both of those things they're timeless uh those teachings and i think people will really benefit if they take that workshop in fact in the writers of future forum when i welcome people as they say hello i'm a new member we have a file for that um i always tell them well make sure you take that workshop because that's really going to help you so so now that we use this let's go ahead and bridge on over to the writers of future workshop or excuse me the uh, forum so you're the you're the senior moderator for this right now. So what made you want to take it on as as a as a project to uh, to work as well as what did you get out of it that and what do you continue to get out of it as a writer as well as the uh, coordinator? Well, I was in it for years um as a member and why you join it is you quickly figure out the best people entering writers of the future end up there because it's it's a writer's online group. And when you associate with people that have the same goals and are striving for excellent excellence, you become more excellent. Uh, everyone's trying to improve their craft and they're trying to help one another. And so here are people from around the world all gathering in one place to achieve excellence. And that's what winning the contest is all about, trying to achieve excellence in our writing. So here's a whole bunch of people, all excellent people that are trying to, to do what you're doing. And the attitude in there, which is really true in the writing industry, is how do we help one another succeed? And it's truer than any other writing group. And I hear it from so many of the members. They've never found a more positive group 
that's more encouraging than the Writers of the Future Forum. So, um, so here's a place where you can talk about writing, talk about the nuances of the contest and what they're looking for, what, what's considered professional. And then there's a, a crit folder where you can get critiques from, from one another. Rebecca Schibler, who's one of my super secrets members in there, will continually offer her advice and critiques on people's manuscripts. And she herself has been a semifinalist in the contest. She's had several pro sales now. So uh, you actually can get advice from several in there who have been finalists, winners, and also others who have come very close to winning. So it's really, here you can get free critiques from people that know what they're doing. So you can really up your game uh, because you'll hear back. Uh, it's, like, it's like kind of getting advice from a pro skier. I used to ski. And uh, if, if you can go take a lesson with a skier, great. If not, if you can go ski with a pro skier, you'll find out what little nuances you need to do to up your game and become a better skier. Well, the same is true with writing. So here's a whole place where all of the eagles gather. Uh, and I encourage people to join Writers of the Future Forum, uh, not just to win the contest, but to learn how to write professional stories and to have a team behind you that are all working together to do that. That's great. And how does a person actually access to become a member of the forum? Uh, just go to writersofthefuture.com. And once you do, you'll see all kinds of things. The podcast is as a header on the left-hand side of your screen, and you'll see forum. And you click on that, and you can read the post without joining, but we would rather you join. You won't be able to communicate with us. So it says, join the forum. Do that. And then once you do join the forum, you'll get, you'll get a, a letter back from John, actually, saying, welcome to the forum. And, and then go in and sign up under the post, uh, new members introduce yourself so we know you're there. And I'll certainly, every single person, I make sure I greet you and give you a wel warm welcome and also let you know how to take advantage of the forum and what's in there. That's great. Now, one thing I think is important is we have a little notice that we post for all new members and all participating members, which um, has proven to be an important uh, notice for people to understand about the uh, Rise of the Future, what it's about and what it's not about. Do you want to elucidate on that? Well, Writers of the Future, like we've already talked about, is about positivity. So the posts in there are meant to build one another. We don't tear one another down. Even our critiques, it's constructive criticism. It's not critical tearing one another apart. Um, when people have high honors, we all at each quarter, there's a, there's a folder for that. And, uh, for each of the quarters, we, we celebrate one another's wins. We celebrate if they won, we celebrate if they get honorable mentions. We celebrate if they even sent in a story. Um, so it's all about positivity. And if people aren't positive, then they get warned. If they, if they don't get it, then sorry. Uh, go find another house. This house is is a friendly, happy family. So, but really, uh, yeah, everybody everybody's welcome. I, That's the whole purpose. Is everybody's welcome, and yeah. we're not here to judge you as anything. It's just everybody here is an aspiring writer, and some are more successful than others. But wherever you are, you're trying, and so this is something that 
the whole purpose, again, as originally created by Elmer Hubbard back in 83, was to encourage creativity. What we need more now than ever is creativity. We need positiveness. And so that's yeah. one aspect of this contest through the forum, which we want to make sure you really understand that it doesn't matter anything other than the fact that if you want to try to make it a go of it, then you're going to have like-minded people to uh, assist and it doesn't matter your age, your nationality, your ethnic, your um, sexual persuasion, nothing. It's just, are you sincere about becoming a writer? Then you are absolutely welcome. And it's like a magnet for those kind of people. Um, it Because of the good spirit, they tell their friends, so that they come in, people hear about it, they come in, and uh, it, it really is a good atmosphere. In fact, the only people I've had to delete uh, or ask, uh, remove were, were bots, I think, that accidentally got sent in and started trying to direct people to a different commercial site. So, yeah. so it's been a great, great group and uh, really happy to be a part of that. And to give back, uh, I, I, I worked hard to win the contest and I really want to help others win it too so that they're not writing in the dark but actually writing with a purpose. So, And, and I hold my uh, Super Secrets uh, workshop in there too for members that that are, are really trying hard and want to take on some big challenges. Um, and so I do that within there as well. So that's anyway, great. so, uh, anyway, so it's, it's, so it's important that people know that this is a resource for them to take advantage of and to help them grow. Exactly. And, and just to have, have friends that understand you in writing, uh, the only people that can truly understand a writer is another writer. It's we're unique animals and what we do seems very strange and odd and it doesn't seem like work to other people. And it's the hardest work you can do uh, because you make something out of nothing every day. That's what you're doing. You're creating something from nothing. And, and it's so good. What you create actually can make people cry, can make them feel like they have a, a better life that can give them hope. So it's, it's one of the most important things a person can do and for outsiders, it doesn't seem like it's work. And so you can get a lot of negativity from the people around you. And that's why you need to be around other writers with similar goals who will encourage you and say, what you're doing isn't crazy. We get it. And that's what the Writers of the For Future Forum is all about. So I really encourage people not just to go in and look on, but actually become a part of it by signing up and joining. That's great. That's, that's really, really good. And that's, you know, so if you didn't get it yet, People are listening saying it's really open for anyone who wants to get in there and whether it's as simple as making friends, as, as writer friends. And it's also because it's online and whether you're from Iran, Iraq, Russia, China, France, South America, Africa, wherever you are around the world, you're welcome and you will find like-minded people with which to engage and build relationships with. We just, I just posted two um, blogs recently. One was from a, um, a winner from Iraq, and another one is from, um, I always wanna say Ukraine, it's right next to Ukraine, but it's, and we posted it both in the native tongue as well as in English. And we're getting more and more people from all over the world there participating the our online workshop which I just uh, posted a release on, is um, has people from 107 countries now taking that course, nearly 5,000 people. So it's 
it's it's there for everybody that wants to take advantage of it. And yeah, what's yes. good, what's good also about the the uh, workshop is that every all the essays, all the um, uh, interviews, the videos, all have downloadable PDFs, so you can actually translate them with Google Translate. So the the interviews with the uh, with the judges, you can actually translate into your own language and hear what they're saying and know what they're actually saying. So it's we try to make it and accommodate as much as possible everybody who wants to uh, to win. And we've had. Over the years, I think six winners were English was a second language. And it was people from the forum that helped them to uh, translate their book. Yeah, it's it's an international community now. I did have a couple other e- news things I wanted to share with you that I finished out the year with whenever you're ready. I'm ready. We're, I'm so not done with you yet. So <laughs> Okay, okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, lo- I love the Forumites. That's what we call ourselves. And uh, please join, and you'll, you won't find a better writer family. Um, so finishing out the year, um, I wrote a story called Music Man. This is a novelette. It's a story about an android minstrel missionary sent to save a tone-deaf world. And this time, he won't screw up. And it was published in Deep Magic fall of 2020, just came out uh, actually in November. And it has already been reviewed by Tangent, which is a chief critical reviewer for the industry. For short fiction, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to share a couple of things they said about the story. He likened my use of archetypes to Star Wars, which I've never had a story by him likened to Star Wars before. And then he said, readers will find a powerful climax that channels energy from themes that shape the reader's own life, friendship, ambition, hope, redemption. Moon shows he can masterfully construct a triumphant feel-good finish. But the key thing I wanted to say about that, then he put recommended. Now, if people don't know, Recommended means you go on Tangent's year-end 2020 online reading list. This is a critical list uh, for writers to get on because people look at that as they're reviewing who they should nominate for awards for the year. They use it as their reading list. So I was really happy to get that code, and it'll be coming out at the end of the year, the reader's list. And uh, so that was a big deal. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. And then my story... Music Man is also on the Nebula reading list for novelettes. And I know it's already gotten at least one nomination, which is on the preliminary ballot, because somebody wrote back to me and said they had nominated and said really nice things. So so I'm really happy about that. I hope people, if you have some Cephal members listening, please take a look at my story in the novelette category. All you do is click on that. And my editor was so kind to make a free copy available to anyone that would like to read it. But another way you can read it for everyone, because I'm also up for a Critters Award. Um, Currently, I'm at number one on that for the best science fiction and fantasy story of the year. So if you love the story, um, if you haven't read the story, just go to my website, www.driftweave.com, D-R-I-F-T-W-E-A-V-E, driftweave.com. And go to my blog, and you'll see a way you can click right there and get a copy of the story. And if you really like it, I love the support. Uh, And then one other thing on that Critters list, I nominated Writers of the Future for Best Anthology. Now, Critters is a year-end award where 2,000 people or more vote each year for their favorites. You don't have to be a member of Critters to vote. You just have to have read stuff in the industry. And... um, 
I really feel Writers of the Future deserves best anthology. You guys won it for the first time last year. Yep. But when you lay your anthology against other anthologies and really compare, it's supposed to be best of the year. And there is no comparison. Not by what you do, you publish, you pay pro rates, you publish 12 or more uh, aspiring writers in a year, 12 or more artists, aspiring artists in a year, you have stories in there by the best in the world from all around the world. And you have articles by top best-selling writers. And when you look at the art, who gets beautiful color, four-color illustrate, full-color illustrations of their art, of their story, um, produced for them on every story in an issue? Nobody does that. So I really think Writers of the Future, Volume 36, is worthy. And uh, that's why I listed it. I also nominated David Farland as best book editor because he edits that anthology every year. I've worked with him and there's nobody better. Um, and I mean, I, there are good people in that list. Some of them are my editors. I love them, but Dave really does an excellent job and he has edited some of the best novels out there and the best writers out there. So, yeah. so anyway, those are some thoughts as you take a look at uh, critter, critters.org uh, that's going on right now till January 14th. So I hope people will will think about you guys and and uh, and hopefully if they view it as their favorite, they'll vote like I did. That'd be great. And hopefully too, with um, with you being the moderator for the forum too, that the forum gets some uh, recognition too. We were runner up last year. Yeah, it's listed. <laughs> so okay, good. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I know Critters has got an amazing forum. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just good recognition for everybody that, that puts in a lot of great work trying to support um, a very vital industry, I think. Yes. Um, and uh, it's just nice because it's by the readers. It's a, it's a Reader's Choice Award. But one thing, when Dave interviewed me and he'd mentioned I had won that, he said, they've actually become some of that in the Dragon Awards, the Critters Award and the Dragon Awards, have actually become some of the most important awards because they are by the readers yeah so it's 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 a vote by readers about what they really enjoyed so they really are important awards and so i, I appreciate when people think about it and they have the power to to shine a light on the things that they really loved which is uh i, I absolutely agree with you now i'd like to take a are you done with what you wanted to be able, on your bucket list one, here one last surprise <laughs> okay good okay this will be the last one um so, you know, I, I've, when I won Writers of the Future and I was already on the forum, um, I, I set up Wolf Moon's Super Secrets in there, which was a writing challenge where I was trying to help people to write fresh stories, not just edit old stories, but to write fresh stories, yeah. which I think the growth really happens there. And, uh, and then people, people did it, and I wrote writing tips for them throughout the year. Well, it's been running for two years now. The first year I had 40,000 views on it. Now we're at half a million views at year two. So a lot of people are, are reading it as, you know, just to, to help figure out how to fine tune their writing engine. So anyway, I talked with a publisher about it and he's actually uh, somebody that you guys had as one of your guest speakers at, uh, at one of your galas. And uh, his name is Mark Leslie or Mark Lefave, and he's with Kobo. And I talked about the book with him, and he is going to be publishing it under his imprint, 
start publishing. So anyway, uh, we're going to do a Kickstarter on that next year. And there will be a book on Wolf Moon Super Secrets coming out next year. Awesome. And That's great. We news. haven't signed the contracts yet, but we're just both so excited about it. And I've known Mark since Superstars, and he's just he's just a wonderful guy. Uh, and, and you guys know it, too. You had him speak yeah. to your people. Yeah. He, he gave everybody a Kobo reader at I that know. workshop. It was I wish he'd been at ours. <laughs> that was so awesome. Yeah. No, it was, it was great when... Uh, when he attended and, and spoke, it was, it was so good. Yeah. So, so that's the end of my announcements. Okay. Well, that's pretty darn good. Now, one thing I wanted to, um, to readdress, even though we've talked about before in earlier interviews, being in a new unit of time here, your journey through writers of the future, because some people still have, uh, feel like they have an issue because if they don't win right away, or I've submitted three times, obviously I don't have it about rejection because it's, it's a big issue that some people have troubles with, but yet that's very much part. And I try to get this in every interview I do with somebody who's a writer that you got to learn to deal with rejection. That's just, it's just part and parcel to ramping up as, as a writer. So you yourself entered the Writers Future Contest 47 times, was it? Yeah, at least. I, I entered for 25 years. So, so let, um, give me your story, please, or give them the story. Something's okay. important. Okay, so um, quick rundown. I had stopped writing for many years. I met Dean Wesley Smith at the Nebula Awards in Eugene, Oregon, where I lived. And Dean asked if I'd written anything. And I'd had, I won um, Scholastic Writing Awards uh, back in high school when I was 15. And it was my first published sale, uh, pro sale. And Dean said, You're a published writer. And he went around to the Nebula Awards and introducing me to everyone. And by the end of those awards, I realized I did something there. That was important. And I need to do it again. And so I joined. He told me about the Weirdos Writing Group. Again, getting around people striving to achieve excellence is so important because they help you to figure out how to achieve excellence in yourself and your writing. And I learned about the Writers of the Future contest there. So I started entering every quarter. And I, I got many of the certificates, uh, and I realized, well, you can use writers of the future to gauge how your writing is doing. And so, um, and I also knew you could win it because I saw people around me in the workshop winning it. So it just took me a little longer than others because what didn't dawn on me uh, was that you, you really need to be writing short stories, not novels, and trying to cram them into uh, 17,000 words, which is the context contest max. So I had, I had to actually learn how to write short stories. And that took me a while because I'm naturally want to write long, not short. So it took many years for me to condense that down. I finally got a critique when you're semi-finalist and I can't stress this enough as a, as a, one of the most wonderful features of this contest is when you hit semi-finalist, you get a critique from best-selling writer, David Farland. And he is right on with his editing. He knows his stuff. And so he said, Moon, I, I love the story. Your world building was probably better than all the others uh, that, that put together that won. But he said, you've got to learn how to kill your darlings. And uh, he said, you write beautifully, but you can't put all that in. And so I learned from that. And, uh, and then shortly after that, it probably still took me about two years to win after that. But I finally won. And, and I want to answer your question. Uh, what changed everything for me was instead of haphazardly, oh, I got to get something in for the year, 
I changed to, because I was getting so many certificates from Dave, I realized I can win with Dave. He likes what I'm doing. And so I committed, and it was at the lowest point of our life with my wife having cancer surgery, and we'd lost our business, all kinds of bad things. I said, what do I want to do? And I said, I want to be a writer. That's always been what I wanted. Well, how can I do it? If I can win Writers of the Future, it's going to help my career. So what do I need to do? I need to submit to Writers of the Future every quarter, come what may, no matter how bad our life is, send something in, write stories, put them into the contest. And so I got this stream of certificates, and they told me I was writing well. And because I committed to writing and submitting every quarter out of the, I think, 15 times I entered, 14 times I got certificates until I finally got my win. And um, and that doesn't always happen for people, but it happened for me because I've been working on it for years first. <laughs> and then I made that commitment. And uh, each time you get those certificates back, it tells you how close you came to the bullseye. The bullseye is the win or finalist. You can't really worry about when you hit finalist, you wrote a professional story. Um, and then it's up to the judges as to their preferences and what they like the best. But uh, when you, your goal is to get that. And so when you get these certificates, they come in honorable mention, they come in silver honorable mention, they come in semi-finalist, and then finally you have finalist, and then that goes out to four separate judges, and they vote on those eight finalists and pick three winners. So it's view the contest as a way to gauge how you're doing and those certificates, I celebrated every one. I posted them on my Facebook page uh, each time. I had I I had enough. I could wallpaper a wall with them, but uh, it really is. It's a way to tell how you're doing. And when you send off to magazines, you often can't tell. You get a rejection slip back, and you can tell that they're form rejections or they're nice form rejections. But uh, this is a way where you can gauge how you're doing as a writer every single quarter. And as you start getting those higher ones you know you're getting close, which encourages you, hey, I'm almost there. If I just stay with it, I'm almost there. And because you were writing stories and sending them in and committing to that, you suddenly have, remember that thing we said about the manuscript factory? You suddenly have a volume of product that you can send to other markets. And that's what I've been doing. I've been selling those stories. So, so the contest is really a springboard to teaching you how to write how to be a professional, how to produce product, how to gauge that product. And you actually create a volume of product that can help you send, send out. So what a great way to set a goal for yourself to really say, I'm going to be a writer and I'm going to use this to help me get there to be a professional writer. That's a great answer. Thank you very much. So for someone to find out more about Wolf Moon and how to, I mean, obviously, Rise of the Future Volume 35 with Super Duper Moon Girl is a, is a great, for me, that was my introduction to your writing. But they go to your website, they go to Goodreads, they go to Amazon, where, where we recommend people to go to discover um, the world of Wolf Moon. Okay. Uh, well, Driftweave is a good one. So that's my website. It's Driftweave, D-R-I-F-T-W-E-A-V-E, driftweave.com, one word. Um, that's where my blog is at. That's where you can get a free copy to, to read of Music Man right now, which is up for those awards I told you about. Um, 
my author page on Amazon is author slash Wolf Moon, all one word, and it's Wolf W U L F, Wolf Moon, one word. So W U L F M O O N. And then if you're on Facebook, I'm Wolf Moon 94. Uh, please friend me there. And uh, I do a lot of pictures, as we talked about earlier uh, beforehand in the green room. Uh, we talked about uh, cat pictures. I love to cook. Uh, uh, I post some fish I've caught, so I love to fish. So anyway, it's it's just a way to be friendly and for people to get to know authors, which I think is so important. Uh, it's not just about what you write; it's about who you are, and um, and people people need. And it's actually part of your branding: is are you a good person? Do people like you? Are you fun to be around? Uh, that's going to serve you so well in the industry. So let people get to know you and your life and who you are. So. So that's a great answer, and um, I'm certainly glad we got to know each other because you've become a very good friend in the last year and a half, having uh, or a little bit longer, having uh, one writers of the future when we when we first met. Likewise, it, it was great spending a week with you and Emily and Joni and everybody there at Writers of the Future. Everybody, you can tell you guys love your writers. You love aspiring writers. You want to help them every way you can. I've seen nothing but loving support from all of you. And it's, it, you guys really are the greatest publisher for, for new writers because you, you really do care and you do everything to help us succeed. And I've always been so grateful uh, for that. And that's why I encourage everybody, if you win this, you're going to get so many blessings. You can't hand it to everybody. So you, you have to actually, you know, achieve something that's really special to win the contest. But when you do, then there's all these rewards. And that's true everywhere. You have mm -hmm. to... You have to create something good for it to be worthy to dance on that stage in front of an audience. So, you know, you're going to get rejections, but it doesn't mean you aren't bad, that you're bad. It just means you're not yet at prime time level. So uh, just keep working on it. And as you do, your skills are going to improve. And pretty soon you will be at prime time level. And that's when you'll win the contest. That's when good things will start happening. And that's when people see those wonderful breakout moments because you've developed your skills of both writing craft and storytelling to such a level that you are now creating art. That's great. Well, thank you very much, Wolf. And thank you for listening. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The Rise of the Future podcast is available on United Public Radio Network syndication, as well as on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeart, and Spotify. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by Elrin Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. Again, thank you very much, Wolf. Thank you for having me, John. My best to all of you.